afternoon we will be reading from Deuteronomy 5 verses 12 through 15 and Matthew 11 verses 28 through 12 verses 1 through 8. Observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy, as the Lord your God has commanded you. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to do the, to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you, nor your son or daughter, nor your manservant or maidservant, nor your ox, your donkey, or any of your animals, nor the alien within your gates, so that your manservant and maidservant may rest as you do. Remember that you were slaves in Egypt and that the Lord your God brought you out of there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord your God has commanded you to observe the Sabbath. And then from Matthew. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. At that time, Jesus went through the grain fields on the Sabbath. His disciples were hungry and began to pick some heads of grain and eat them. When the Pharisees saw this, they said to him, Look, your disciples are doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath. He answered, Haven't you read what David did when he and his companions were hungry? He entered the house of God, and he and his companions companions ate the consecrated bread which was not lawful for them to do but only for the priests or haven't you read in the law that on the sabbath the priests in the temple desecrate the day and yet are innocent i tell you that one greater than the temple is here if you had known what these words mean i desire mercy and not sacrifice you would not have condemned the innocent for the son of man is the lord of the sabbath Great, thank you. And we take that uh, final word of Jesus from verse 8. The Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. People of God, we are uh, looking uh, this afternoon at that whole sense of rest, uh, Sabbath rest, the Sunday, the Sabbath rest. And, and we see again how in, in the, the confession and also the biblical record that, that there is a, a positive side. There is permission to do something good even as there's a warning against doing what's not good. And so those come together and the emphasis is most often on yeah, warning against doing what's not good, but then just to be reminded, encouraged to do what is good is, is the confessional sense and the Reformed sense of looking at the commands. And so this afternoon, too, permission to rest. If you take that in the context of, of our lives today, very, very hectic, very driven. There is a sense in our culture of more busier, busier, busier. Very stressful. Stress 
in our society is, is referred over and over as an underlying cause of disease and, and mental depression and because the pressure is there. It's always there. You cannot rest. You have to keep going. And so all of the high-tech things that drive us, they, they just keep us running, trying to do more, trying to keep up or get ahead just a little bit. So you're working at your work, and then you're working at your home, and then you're working into the evening, and then you're working on the weekends. And that checking of things and emails and tweets and texts and websites so that we can keep all the aspects of our life, work and social and news and everything, it, it becomes a very hectic kind of thing. And so you see people with all their gadgets, and, and they are quite hairy. They have everything, and it, it never ends. It's always just pressing in on you, pressing down on you. Part of that more and more drivenness is a lack, less and less, trust in God. Because, yeah, we better keep on top of this, because if we don't, then what? And so, through it all, there, there's a seeking, a sense of security, and, and a place where we might feel at peace, knowing we are on top of everything, but we're never quite there. There's always, what about, what about, what about? And so, living that way, driven that way. Sometimes I find it too, you're, you're preparing in ministry for the Sunday and then you prepare the various details and you prepare the message and you make sure everybody knows and you make sure everything's in order and then you're still wondering, did Diana get the message? Is she actually going to walk up here or not? And so yeah, you, you wonder, eh? is everything in order or isn't it? Maybe you should check again. Maybe you should just... And, and then it starts again. And so that constant sense of, yeah, uncertainty. The basic hindrance to finding rest is our uncertainty in our lives. Is everything okay? Will everything be okay? And so the option of trusting God initially seems like a fairly poor option Maybe so generally, of course, we trust in God, but I better just make sure everything's in order. And even when God says in his word to rest, I give you permission to rest, is really permission you can trust in me. I'm here. It will be okay. So, so in contrast to the, the pressure of our society, the pressure of all of the things in our lives, it's vitally important that we receive permission from God to rest in Him. That's a proper place to rest, rest in Him. That we trust God with our lives, our family, our work, so that when we have done what we can, when we do what we are called to do, when we are able to do the things that we are able to do, then we can entrust the rest, and it's nice, yeah, the same word, 
We can entrust the rest to God so we can rest. We can rest in the assurance that he accomplishes so much more than all we could do or imagine to do. And that brings us back to an earlier command uh, we talked about too, that we have uh, no uh, graven images, that we are, are free to imagine that even though we haven't exactly got everything totally in place, God will be there and will work in it and will do good things. To rest in our great and loving God. So that's, that's the permission that we receive in terms of the day of rest. Now, just a few things as we look at that. Sometimes, in terms of worrying about things and even thinking about the day of rest, there are things that we wonder about, even about the day of rest. And so the fourth command says, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. And yet, why do we break this command every single week? Does that bother you? (laughs) Some people wonder about it. Some people worry about it. Because Sabbath is Saturday. Saturday it's not our worship day. The Bible clearly states God rested on the seventh day, which officially is Saturday. The creational norm, the rhythm that's being expressed in Exodus 20 and Deuteronomy 5 is that we have seven days. The first day is, Mon- is Sunday, and the seventh day is Saturday. And so we're supposed to rest on the Sabbath day, Saturday. And it's quite an important question here because as we in this town interact with people and we see people going to church on the right day and we are going on the wrong day and it strikes you, wow, what's, is this a problem? Is this any good? This is no good. And so that basic reality, first of all, people might worry about that. Why do we worship on the Sunday, and the answer is that we base our faith in Jesus, in his resurrection, and his resurrection took place on the first day of the week. Remember, he died on the Friday, and then the Saturday, the Sabbath day, the women didn't go to the tomb because it was the Sabbath day, no work, and then on the first day of the week, Easter morning, Sunday morning, they went, and there they saw the risen Lord. And so the New Testament believers began to come together in worship on the first day of the week, the Sunday, focusing on what we also read here in Deuteronomy 5. When Deuteronomy 5 says, remember the Sabbath day, For God delivered you from Egypt on that day. Remember his deliverance. So we would say our deliverance is in Jesus through his death and resurrection. So we are remembering on this day, the day of his resurrection, God's goodness to us, God's grace to us. So our taking this day is a taking fully the deliverance from slavery to sin by Jesus' death and resurrection. And so we worship on the first day of the week, as do most Christians. We make it our special day of rest in the hope of salvation in Jesus. Now, 
I want you to realize that this change was not easily settled. It wasn't like right away. There was quite a bit of debate. And in fact, almost 400 years in the early church, there was discussion. Which day? This day? That day? And it wasn't until Emperor Constantine declared Sunday the official day of Christian worship throughout the Holy Roman Empire at that time under his reign that the day officially as, as the official day of worship was, was recognized fully. So what do we say to our seven-day Adventist friends? They also have their hope in the saving work of Jesus. And so we would say to them, they are open, welcome to worship on the Sabbath. And the sense of Jesus' words here in uh, Matthew 12, and uh, elsewhere too, but here too, he, he moves the, the sense of the day is, is not sacrifice, is not tradition, it's not... But it's, it's seeing the mercy of the Lord and the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath so that if you set a day to worship Him, truly worship the Lord, doesn't in the end actually matter what day. So if it's a Saturday and you're worshiping the Lord, wonderful. If it's a Sunday and you're worshiping the risen Lord, wonderful. So that, that sense of coming together Though there is a bit of disagreement about exactly the day, there is no disagreement in terms of where our hope lies. And so we worship on the Sunday. Uh, a second thing people can run stuck in and really worry about on the Sunday and really get uh, yeah, tied up in is, is what exactly is that 24-hour period. And I just share with you, there are times too, stories about, yeah, when does the Sunday start and when does it end? And, and how, how do you, maybe if you're out on the fields and, and yeah, it's, it's midnight and 11.59, you're watching, you're watching, and you turn off the tractor. Saturday night. Because Sunday starts at 12. And then, Sunday night at 12, you start the tractor again. And that's, that's sometimes called a Cinderella Christian. That at midnight, everything changes. The pumpkin becomes a coach. The coach becomes a pumpkin. What do you, what do, you do with that? That's stressful. That's worrying. That's, what, what's the uncertainty there? How does that go? The biblical view of the Sabbath was that it began and ended around sundown. So they didn't have the clock specifically, but they knew as the sun was going down, as it was getting dark, and their day was generally ending, they didn't have a lot of extra light, and so that was where the Sabbath began, and then as, as through the evening, and the night even, and the morning, and during the day, till sundown again. So there was a general rhythm. It wasn't as absolute and as the time changed, but there was a sense of, of that you would begin 
even the evening before, which is a very nice idea, to rest and relax, maybe read your Bible on a Saturday evening, to prepare your heart to come in thankfulness before God, to consider maybe a prayer request, to think of people you might want to talk to and encourage, someone you might want to invite over for coffee to make some preparation, that that the, the day of the Lord, the Sunday, the worship day, kind of begins the evening before, and then it goes through the day, and then the evening of the day again, you do start to think about, yeah, the week is is starting. What do I have to do tomorrow? And so on the evening of, of the Sunday again, you are moving into the rest of the week. So there is less of a, of a sense of, yeah, the, 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 the parameters, the, the kind of minute by minute, second by second. There's a, a flow of life. You move into a day where, where you worship and God is the center and then you move out again into the rest of the week, living for God. And so it's not a legal day. It's not a, a legalistic day. It's a holistic day. It's part of your whole life. It's part of bringing your whole life under the Lordship of Christ and going forward every day, worshiping Him. There are also the... Sunday dilemmas. Here the Old Testament Pharisees, uh, they confront Jesus uh, with that you're not allowed to uh, pick the grain. They'd made many, many very specific rules, what you couldn't, couldn't do. Also traveling, you could only travel so far, and every little detail was regulated. Here again, Jesus is, is bringing that into a fuller, fuller understanding. What can and can't you do? Back, back in the day, too, to ride a bicycle on Sunday was, was not allowed, was work. Now you would more or less say, hey, if we went as a ride, family, somebody take a ride, very relaxing, very much uh, honoring God, we could do something like that. We do run into things in terms of sports that do tend to take the, the focus of the day away. And so there, there's a struggle, definitely. And we want to continue to make God's day truly focused on him. But can you, can you watch hockey on Sunday? I don't know. Can you play a little hockey on the street with friends on Sunday? Well, probably. If you have a rink in your backyard... Can you go and play on your rink in your backyard on Sunday with some friends? And so as, as you, you work with it, you work with it in the sense of, of honoring God, of making it something that's not distracting, that's refreshing, that's restful, that's encouraging. But those, those sense of the Pharisees and, and watching and, and demanding and moving away from what a gift a day is into making it just a, a very self-dependent, stressful, yeah, difficult day. So the key is to embrace God's will for the day of rest, to understand where Sabbath comes from and what its purpose is, 
and to celebrate it with joy and thankfulness. So, just recognizing how the day began, the day of rest begins with God. He worked hard, creating the world in six days, and on the seventh day, he rested. Have you ever wondered why? Why did he rest? Was he tired? Was he just totally exhausted? Well, he's Almighty God. And though if, if we think about, too, all the complexity of creation in the universe, we would say, boy, that's, that's a lot. He would be tired. But the Bible tells us often God never grows weary, Isaiah 40, verse 28. He never slumbers or sleep. He never dozes off. The rest he takes is to survey his handiwork with a deep sense of divine satisfaction. And that comes out of the creation days where God stops after every day and says it's good. He looks at it and he says it's good. It's very good. And Genesis 1.31 is the final statement. And there's the sense that we also need to see that and rest in the goodness of God. That's, that's a proper focus of the Sabbath day. We need to thankfully reflect on the goodness of our God to us. Even before the fall into sin, there was a Sabbath day. There was a, a time to rest in reflection on all the good things God has done. So if we take the day and recognize that, that brings us into trusting our God more. If you, if you lose sight of that, if you lose sight of the fact that God is holding all creation together and God is leading our lives through the past week, if you don't stop and reflect on that, then pretty soon you, better, you, you are thinking, I'm just doing this myself. And so you are, are losing the blessing of living in harmony with God. And then our little weak world of intrigue and worry comes crashing down. So the day is there to see God, to renew us in his presence, in his power, in his grace, to remind us, to strengthen us, to encourage us. It's a wonderful gift that we are given. Here in Matthew 12, Jesus takes the day and enjoys God's creation. He is walking through the fields. He is eating some of the grain. He is giving thanks when his heart is, is somewhat heavy in terms of his ministry, in terms of some of the struggles that are there. He is refreshed and encouraged. That sense of the Sabbath is what he is doing. The next verses, verses 9 and following, we didn't read on, but he continues to, to heal. He heals a man with a shriveled hand, and, and he is confronted again. Oh, that's, that's not allowed. But there again, to experience, to share, to do, to participate in the goodness of the Lord, centering on God's grace to us and others. There's a beautiful center for the Sabbath. So we are reminded again in our busy lives to rest in our God. 
We are reminded to let him him carry us. I was at the Shaw Center, uh, and then there were some some kids were having fun, and they have the long escalators, and they were trying to run up the down escalator, and they were they were working hard, boy. They were going, and I thought they could do it. Even I thought even to try, I figured I could do that. You get right up there. Right? But you can't. <laughs> it it just is exhausting. You are you are running, and it keeps coming down, and you are not getting anywhere. All you're running. That reminded me of of our hectic running, 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 and we're not getting anywhere. And if you just get off that escalator and get on the right escalator, get on the the truth of God who carries you, takes you, just. Stand solid in him, and he will carry you up and along in his goodness and grace. That's what we are invited to, to take the day of rest, to trust in God with our lives, to make Sunday a special day of God's grace. God gives us permission to slow down, to turn off the phone, to stop thinking about all the work we need to do, to actually rest in him, to read a bit from the Bible, to read a devotional, to spend time with people, to be in his presence in church, permission to rest in him. What a gift, trusting in our God. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your grace to us again, in your kindness, coming to us with all our worries, with all our stresses, with all the uncertainties that keep uh, us awake even at night sometimes so we cannot rest. Lord, help us to rest in you when we have done everything that we can, when we have worked at things in your grace as much as we are able that we could entrust the rest to your gracious care and rest in you. Lord, may we indeed live in such a way that you are center, you are first each day and especially on the Sunday as we take that time to refocus our lives. Add your blessing, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.